What's up, everybody? Welcome to Mongols, brought to you by the Beautiful Game, Net- Beautiful Game Network. <laughs> You tell I've been off a week. I'm Mike. With me is Kevin Josh. The Hounds laid a stinker at home, and we've got a ton of other people's thoughts. We're going to share them all and talk all about it. You know what? Let's go. I know we didn't win, but it felt like a let's go. So we're just going to do it. Josh, you don't have your victory beverage. so No, I have a glass of wine just because I opened it up and then I remembered we were doing the podcast. I'm like, well, taking wine to the podcast. All right. It's not that like when the hounds lose, you get all proper and uh, mm-hmm. you're a different Josh for that week. <laughs> no, like no, that. no. It was like literally like, oh, popping wine, working in the kitchen. And then I'm like. Uh, to, we have the podcast today. I don't know why. Every Monday, I think it's just because my Monday brain, like I'm just like uh, out of it. Monday, whatever. Then like, ah, right, podcast. Okay. <laughs> yep. It's a. It's just become a thing that we do. What's uh, Kev? What's going on? Nothing as always. Have you have you ever been headbutt before? <laughs> no. <laughs> Never. Yeah. Never Do you know mind. anyone who has headbutt someone else? <laughs> Do you want to get into this now? Really? <laughs> You're not feeling Nunez business, Mike. <laughs> that's N- N- Nunez business. Okay. All right. All right. Sorry. So that's terrible. Yeah, that's all right. That's cool. That's good. That's good. Are you worried at all, Kev? I'm just gonna. That'll just be a blanket question. I mean, like, it depends on like what you mean by worry. Like, I didn't think we were like win the league anyway like and and okay. but it's also like ridiculous okay. no it's also ridiculous that like we get two draws and we're two games in the season it's like well it's gone like it's done and it's just like listen no. i've already written off everton for the whole season you can write <laughs> off liverpool for the whole season it's fine you know it's it's okay to overreact <laughs> oh man yeah if you don't if you don't know you know i'm assuming if you're listening to this you probably do know the premier league is back in full swing um I, I've been listening to uh, Aston Villa podcast. They had a question that came up. I love British people, but the, the question was posed and I immediately knew what he meant. But uh, the one guy said, do you like bits or no bits in your orange juice? And like, when you hear that, like, I'm like pulp, you mean pulp? And yeah. And so they got into this really big conversation about bits or no bits in orange juice in soup. Like, do you like a smooth soup or a chunky soup? So I'm just going to throw it out there because I, I don't know either of you. I mean, I know you, but I don't know your, your preference. Josh, are you? You don't know or... either of us. <laughs> well, yeah. We grew up together. I don't know your preference in orange juice. So Josh, are you a preference? Are you a bit or a no bit in your orange juice? Usually no bits, but honestly, pulp does not like gross me out or anything like that. I will drink orange juice with pulp. I guess it's like more natural feeling for some people, but I feel like it's just debris in the way of of drinking <laughs> when you put it that way then like I don't right want debris in my way of drinking kev are you exactly. bits or no bits no I'm, i mean i'm with josh but i'm generally a no orange juice person so like yeah i haven't <sighs> had orange juice in like forever is there anything more kevin of like <laughs> let me ask you a simple yes or no question and i'm going to tell you the answer is tomorrow and like <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I thought this is you wanted to know something about me, Mike. I'm telling you, I'm giving you more information than what you're asking for. 
I I am I'm firmly in the uh, the no bits category. If I have a choice, I'm taking some smooth orange juice. Um, real quick, because now we're in it. Soup. Do you like like smooth soup or do you like stew that has like chunks of stuff in it, Josh? Stew. I feel like stew is just more hearty. It, like soup is not a drink to me, so therefore it is. It should be stuff in it. It makes sense if it's if it's just smooth. It's just broth, and that's not soup to me. Like tomato. Oh, okay, that's right. Kev. Yeah, bits no, or no I, bits in your soup. I think they're different things, but yeah, sure. I I, I also I feel like a soup is a soup when you have stuff in it. Like it, otherwise, it's like yeah, it's a vehicle for like grilled cheese. Kevin's answer is bicycle. So there you go. Bits or no bits in soup. I'm answering bicycle. So staying true to myself. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> Oh man! Can I ask one more? One more? Yeah, 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 yeah. Chunky or smooth peanut butter? Oh, Do you so want I'm, bits in your peanut butter or not? <laughs> I, I, I will eat smooth peanut butter, but I prefer bits in my peanut butter. I like, I like it a little chunky. Yeah. Kevin, I'm. <laughs> I don't like peanut butter. Rocket ship. <laughs> no, I'm, 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 I'm right down the middle. I like both, I, and I alternate between both. So yeah. Oh, I can for me. I cannot wait for some of these Mon Minute questions that we are going to hold your feet to the fire on later in this episode. <laughs> so just brace yourself because it is coming. Guys, let's get into it because we do have a lot of stuff to talk about. We got Liz got a ton of questions during the game this week. So we're going to dive right in. Obviously, Hounds lost to Memphis 2-0 at home. It was not necessarily pretty. Um, we've been doing, uh, let's see if I can grab the right one. Nope, that's not the right one. Yeah, there we go. Uh, we've been doing Twitter polls every single day now, which has actually turned out to be a lot of fun. Some of them have been like related to the hounds and some have been completely irreverent and those are still fun too. But if you want to go follow us on Twitter at Mongols and every single day, there will be some thought provoking question that you won't just, uh, some of you may just trigger finger, just pick one. But regardless, we put out a tweet on the day of the game asking how everyone thought the game would end up. And 58% of respondents thought the Hounds would win this game by one, not lose this game by two. So unfortunately, more, the majority of us were wrong. Josh, you were there. Give us a, a takeaway. Uh, first about the question. I, I think that was a sign of things to come. Because if, if I'm looking at a poll given to a whole bunch of hometown Riverhounds fans and they're like, uh, yeah, maybe we'll win by one. That to me feels iffy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like if, if you're saying, oh yeah, we, we could win this. If we did, it would be by one. That's like the, the, you know, best foot forward optimist. Like if everyone was like, oh, we're going to win by two or we totally got this. That's a lot of confidence. But to me saying we'll win by one, that's not confident. That's like, I hope we win. Uh, yeah. Okay. But yeah, takeaways for this game. Uh, first off, uh, tailgate before the game it was one of my favorite tailgates we've ever had uh it was wow. a blast we had uh, a whole bunch of interactions with uh players and and players families uh shout out to cicerone's dad he came to the tailgate we hung nice. out with him fiance came they played thunderstruck with us so that was that was a blast um we had a toy or not toy drive we had a uh teacher drive for school supplies uh Rovi came to that and dropped off a, a lot of uh, supplies for the teachers, which was great. That's awesome. Um, yeah, we had a lot of other people drop off supplies and give money. So that that went really well. Um, so that was exciting. 
and yeah, just all around. It was just a, a fun tailgate. We did name tags for the first time. We thought it'd be fun because like you don't really it's it's weird to ask people their names at tailgate over and over. Like, you know, what I mean, like you, you see them once you say hi, you introduce each other and then like years go by and you're like, I've known this guy for years. And I've only asked his name once and I feel embarrassed for not knowing it. So uh, not because I suggested it because I'm terrible with names and totally don't know half the people's names. But uh, yeah, we did name tags and learned a lot of names. <laughs> so that was good. And people put like actual names and not like yeah. fake names. Yeah, actual names. That was great. If if next time we do name tags, I want a little bit bigger name tag and for us to do first name and Discord name so I can match people's mm-hmm. Discord accounts with their names. So I can know who I'm talking to on Discord because a lot of people just have like avatars that are not their pictures. So I'm like, I have no clue who this person is. Uh, so that's that's next time. Next time. Uh, but yeah, that's. That's where I'll leave off right now because I didn't want to talk about the game. So go ahead, Kevin. What do you think of the game? <laughs> <laughs> I think I think generally, um, I don't know. I, I think there were moments in the game where I think we, you know, looked good. Um, but the main thing I took away from this game, and I think this has been a, a core theme throughout the season with this set of players at times, I think we do the first and even like the second thing really well. But then often the third thing goes awry. Um, and in real terms, it kind of nullifies the first two good things. So like I remember I I, I remember like I, I made a note, it was around like minute 15. Um, Dixon and Griffin played a, a great like one two to put Dixon in um, onto the 18 to create a chance. But then Dixon's first touch after that one two was poor and it just runs out of play. Like there's there's just a lot of moments like that where um, we do something great, but the third thing or the fourth thing in the build-up play breaks down, and it just it doesn't matter. Like everything that led up to that, I mean, it matters in a broader context of things. But it, as far as chance creation or you know any kind of legitimate chance or shot on target, it, it you know that doesn't do anything. Like or you know a decent build-up breaks down because someone strays offside. I feel like that happened a couple times too. Or, I mean, more than a couple times, but. Yeah, I mean it's it's the whole like you know you can be you can be great for ninety nine percent of a soccer game and bad for one percent of the game and still lose the game. You know it's you you kind of have to those little moments that can last six seconds. You know can define a game. Um, you know the goal, the first goal that Memphis uh, puts in. Well, it, I'm I don't I'm not bashing Griffin here. I think especially of late he's been quite good. Um, but we, we win the ball back on defense and we go to transition and Dixon or Griffin gives the ball away in like the worst area of the field that you can give the ball away. Uh, Memphis turn and they score. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's, there's this, there's this. Quote. Well, and, and, and not to, I'm not, I'm not defending Griffin in this case, but there were a lot of people at fault for that goal. Sure. Um, well, sort of standing, watching. Yeah. It, just, it was not defended. Well, the fact that one guy could dribble the ball as far as he did, he 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 took the shot falling, so like good on him. But there were that was a calamity of errors that led to that. I'll push back slightly on that because it's not like Memphis built up from their back and we had time to get organized, and oh, then that still happened. Right. It was a scenario yeah. where, as a defender, you don't expect your midfielder to give the ball away at that point in the field, right. um, and so you're you're caught out of you know position or whatever. But yeah, I mean to kind of wrap up my point, I I, I really like this quote has been like. Uh, I've applied it like everywhere in my life lately. 
and I think it applies here, but it was the, it's never forget the six foot man who drowned crossing a five foot, who drowned crossing a river that was five feet deep on average. Um, and do you get it? Yeah, yeah, like yeah, it, yeah. like on it was average. five feet on average. On average. Yeah, but you yeah. you gotta but you gotta live all the time, right? You can't live on average, right? And so it just it felt like that was part of this game where I think on large stretches of the game, I think we matched Memphis quite well. Um, but there are just you know all you need to do is is turn off for six seconds and and you know you can let in a goal. Memphis had basically two chances on net and they scored them both. So yeah. I, I think there were a couple of positives. I thought Dequa was pretty much everywhere in this game. Like the number of times that we sprung Dequa and he was getting a chance. Kev, you, you mentioned number of buildup plays. But again, like if you don't finish them, you know, you're, you're kind of where you're at. The, the one other big positive um, that I sort of, as watching the game on the stream, I think they announced it was 4,700 plus people at the field on the same night that the Steelers had a home game, which like in years past, we would have been looking at like 1500 people. So progress, baby. Like we're, <laughs> you know, we're, we're taking steps. I know it's preseason for the Steelers, but regardless, like I live 20 or not even 20, 10 minutes away from where the Steelers have training camp. And you would have thought that, you know, Woodstock descended on the town because like everyone is here for them. It's a big deal. So the fact that we almost sold out while they have a home game is a big deal. Um, I'm still going to hold that. This it goes more to prove my point that I've been making that it, we're not competing with the Steelers for, mm-hmm. for seats uh, for fans. People who go to Steeler games are, are not also like, thinking to themselves, should I go to a Steelers game or a Hounds game? Like it's, it's not the same. Like the, the price difference is just so huge mm-hmm. that it's like completely different categories. So yeah, like I, we can draw during a Steelers game every day of the week. I think if, if other things are factored in, like, I don't think it matters. That the Steelers playing, maybe you lose some people because they want to stay home and watch the Steelers play. But that's what you're challenged up against, not against people going to the game. Yeah. Josh, give me another takeaway. Yeah, I mean, just completing chances. It's so annoying to see. Like, I, I'm, I haven't looked at the XG chart, the hopes and dreams chart, because I, I kind of figure it's going to be. Do you want to? Because it's here. Oh, <laughs> it's actually not as, like, staggeringly, like, look at all the chances we had as I thought it was going to be. What is yeah. that? Uh, 0.96 XG yep. for us. Uh, and we have point, 0.96. We have no goals. They had a 0.5 XG <laughs> with two goals. So uh, I hate that chart with a passion. Um, Here, do you want to look at this one instead? This is the, uh, uh, the, the train, the train flow. flow. I love the train <laughs> yes. flow. That one yes. I'll look at every day. Yeah. Our yeah. buddy at Kyle McHenry on Twitter. Uh, puts He now does the train flow. So there you go. We had a uh, total trains of two. Uh, Vesti's commitment to the bit is just fantastic. <laughs> Thank you, Vesti, for for keeping on with the train flow. I hope it lasts all season long. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Kev, you were going to say something. Um, no, I was just. If you go back to the XG stuff, uh, yep. if we have to. <laughs> I mean, I think to, this kind of like furthers the point of. I don't. know I feel like a lot of our quote unquote chances aren't really chances. I mean, they're they're they're. There are chances that any D 
decent goalkeeper should be making with ease in the USL. And I think to me that kind of like lays it out here where, you know, we have a lot of like small bar charts, right. In, in Memphis doesn't have a lot of bar charts, but when they do, it's, you know, it's big. I mean, I, I'm using the wrong terminology here, but if you're looking, you get what I'm saying. If you're listening, I'm sorry, but <laughs> don't you um, do stats for a living? Yeah. This is your job. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I wanted to say. <laughs> no, like it, that it's off just, the screen. <laughs> to the point of like, it's, it's uh, earlier today uh, on Twitter, someone posted a chart that showed for MLS. It showed, their XG at like average versus their actual goals and where they fall on this chart. And it was really cool because it was like seeing like, Oh, these people are, this team has a very good XG, but they have terrible finishing. So they're like, I think they called it unlucky. Like how unlucky are they versus teams that, you know, finished on the fewest chances. How lucky are they? Um, and I just, I got to imagine if we saw that same chart for USL, the house would be bottom right. I mean, they'd be very unlucky. A lot of chances, just not a lot of finishes. Maybe it's just because that's like my team. And I, I see it all the time. And like, I'm just more jaded about it. But I, I feel like we have to be one of the worst teams as far as like finishing the chances we get. Because uh, it definitely feels that way. Am I over-exaggerating? Do you guys feel that? Or do you think maybe it's not as bad as I think it is? I think there's a bit of, and this sort of gets to my next point. I think there's a bit of chances when they matter. Like, I feel like we play a lot of the, the teams that we're supposed to beat and the chances go in more than not, or we end up winning the game. So the chances that we miss aren't as magnified as if, as if we miss them in other games. And there seems to be this trend in in I mean, since Lily has been here, I can count maybe two or three games in the whole time that he's been here that we have beaten teams that are sort of above us in the table or that that we are trying to measure ourselves against. So the Louisvilles, the Tampas, the um, in this case, Memphis, you know, Memphis was sort of ranked above us. We thought we're going to they're going to come in. This is a great great chance for for some points and a swing when you look at our record this season against louisville tampa and memphis we have one win and four losses and against everybody else we have 12 wins three losses and four draws so more than half of our losses this season have come against louisville tampa or memphis so that's a case to me josh exactly what you were saying where these are the games where you hope those chances fall. And for whatever reason, when we play these games, they just don't fall. Kev, you have this like smug look, like I got something. No, I think you're right. No, no, that I, I, I completely agree. And I mean, I, as you point out those numbers, I mean, I, the, all I'm thinking to myself is like, that doesn't sound like a team that performs on the playoffs. Like, so, you know, it's, it's one thing maybe if you slip up against, you know, I don't know, Red Bulls or Hartford or whatever. Um, but the if you put a good showing, yeah, or, you know, that. Um, but if you get a, if you put a good showing against the teams above you, then, like, you always have a chance, or at least I have a stronger belief and hope that you can, you know, make a deep run of the playoffs. We, have, we haven't really shown any evidence of showing up against teams that, you know, in, in the table are better than us. And that's what... Yeah, that's what constantly kind of just worries me. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it and not that it, 
what like Louis, you know, Louisville beats Tampa, like for, for uh, this past week, further proving Louisville's <laughs> complete dominance. But yeah, it's going to be an issue. Like this is what worries me though. Cause like uh, we can have a good season, but then we, you know, bomb out of the playoffs and this is why we bomb out of the playoffs because we can't beat teams that are, you know, top of the table. And these would be the teams in the playoffs. It's, it's one thing to be, uh, you know, low hanging fruit, like Loudon and, you know, the, the other two teams or, uh, you know, uh, Frodford or any of those. But like you if you can't beat the top teams, the playoffs are going to suck. And I don't want to see another crappy playoff run um, from the Hounds. And that's what I'm worried about after this game. Uh, maybe, you know, it's a lot to put on this one game. But, you know, we're at home. We're against a team that's just right above us. It's not like we're playing the top team in the league, just a team right above us. And we can't finish. And that's just really worrying when those are the teams we're definitely going to have to beat to even get to the Eastern final. Like we're not even talking about winning the playoffs, just, you know, getting farther than the first or second round. Um, That's what we're going to need to be able to do. Yeah. Jumping ahead a little bit. I mean, I know we, we typically look at the table a little bit later, but we have 10 games left in this season. And two of those games are against teams that are above us on the table. You have Louisville and you have Birmingham. And we have four games coming up in a stretch that we'll talk about in a minute. But we did put out a poll. I mentioned, you know, our new thing is this whole poll thing. Um, We currently sit in fifth place in the East behind Louisville, Memphis, Tampa, and Birmingham. And we're in, yeah, like I said, fifth place. So the question is, do we think that we're realistically going to finish higher than fifth? Like, are we better than fifth? And 70% of the people who voted said that they think we're going to finish higher than fifth at this point. So there's still 11 hours left on the, on the poll, but I'm having a hard time guys. Like if I throw up the table here real quick, you know, you got Louisville at one Memphis at two Tampa at three. I don't see us beating any of them and therefore gaining ground on them is going to be tough. Birmingham is now ahead of us by one point. So maybe we jump over Birmingham, especially since we're going to play them. But I could just as easily see us stay in fifth. So I I don't know. I mean, how based on the performance that we've seen, based on the numbers against teams that are above us in the table, Kev, pick a spot. Where do you think that we finish the season at? I mean, you should know by now. Anytime you ask me a spot, I'm not going to give you a spot. But like, I'd say it's about... <laughs> we ha- we have a we have about a I would say like a 50-50 shot at finishing top 4. Um I, and I, I do think it's firmly between us and Birmingham. Um I don't see uh, you know Memphis Memphis I mean they 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 did something that was harder than we're making it out to be on this podcast so far in that they came to high market and one to know. Um, I, and I, yeah, I was impressed by what Memphis had, like what Memphis showed. Um, and yeah, Louisville and Tampa look so, so I mean, to me that that top three is kind of locked in and Birmingham is just, you know, what they've, what they like, they've won their past four and then they've also won their like last six out of seven games. Um, I think they've lost once in the last seven and they've won everything else. Um, so I, they're on a roll. I mean, so, but you know, things happen. So I don't know. I mean, you know, we've, we've been on rolls in, in, in our season and then falling off a cliff. So yeah, I mean, I, we'll see what happens between us and Birmingham, but uh, 
There, yeah. there is a silver lining to this, which we're going to, I'll just tease now. We'll talk about it later, but Josh, back to the question. Do you think we finish higher than fifth? I do. I, I think we're at least fourth. I, well, we're, we're probably fourth is what I would say at this point. Um, I do think we're better than Birmingham. Uh, but I mean, I haven't looked at their schedule. Um, I know what we have ahead of us and I feel like we can get a good amount of points with our schedule that we have. The West Coast teams are such a head scratcher, though. Like, I don't know what to expect. So it's a little bit up in the air. But I do think we should be able to get fourth place, which sucks because I before this, I would have been like, yeah, we can get second. Now I'm like, I don't know. Fourth place sounds pretty good. I, the, the the trouble with, you know, I'm just not going to get my hopes up. I, I agree that I think fourth place is possible. But what does that get us like? Uh, potentially a home playoff game and then we're out because we're playing a team that's like above us. Uh, That'd be great. A home, a home playoff game. Oh, no, no, no. I'm not, life. listen, I'm not dogging a home playoff game. Like, cause we, what the last home playoff game we had was Louisville a few years ago when they came in and beat us in the Eastern conference finals. I think it was Sounds right. Yeah. That was like two or three years ago. And then before that was the, no, that was the, that was the same season as that was like the six, nothing drubbing of, Birmingham um, at home. So I'll take the home playoff game, but I'm just not like setting up my hopes for anything beyond that at this point. It's just, we got to see this team show up and measure themselves to the Tampas and the Louisvilles of the world. And they couldn't do it against Memphis. So like, that's just kind of what it is, which it's a shame because the beginning of the season, one of us, it wasn't me, was like, we are not going to lose a game. Like this team has so much depth. We're going to be great. And here we are. So it is one game. I don't want to get too wrapped up in it, but when you sort of look at it amongst all of the other games, we were on just a six game unbeaten stretch, which is great. I think the next few games look very favorable, but it's just this theme that no matter what just kind of lingers and I'd love to see us get over it. And this has just been a constant topic of discussion of like, when are we going to catch the Louisvilles? When are we going to be consistent like that? And it's just, we're not there yet. So I don't know what it's going to take to get there, but it's where we are. Um, guys, anyone else, any, anyone, anything else that you guys want to talk about in this one before we get into uh, all of our wonderful Mon Minute questions? No, I mean, we already talked about Dequa, how good, Dequa looked. Yeah. I mean, if he, he would have finished a couple of those chances that were super close off the bar and, you know, good saves by the keeper, this would have been a, probably a different conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just the fact that that keeps happening. It makes it hard to have a different conversation. Um, and just uh, like going back to the playoff thing real fast. It, so 2019 is when we played Birmingham um, and that's was the 7-0 win. But that was the year that we got first in the league. So we were playing the worst team in the playoffs, which kind of goes back to our worry that, you know, playing the worst team in the playoffs is different than playing the best team in the playoffs. Uh, And that is worrying if we're going to get fourth place. Agreed. Uh, Yeah, that's about it. Agreed. Kev, anything else? You good? You ready to move on? Cool. Move on. Let's move on. So for those of you who uh, are new to this, uh, this is a new segment, basically at home games, Liz goes around after having a few libations at halftime and uh, finds random people that have questions for us. 
And they ask them. She records them. They ask them, and we put them on the show. And as a thank you, they get a sticker, and they get a shout out, and they get all sorts of stuff. So if you're at Highmark Stadium and you want to get on the show, find Liz at halftime. I'm sure that you'll be able to find her. She always wears the, the jersey that says "Your Drunk Mom" on the back, right, Josh? For the most, <laughs> most part, most of the time, yes. Most of the time, yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, find her, and she will uh, she will uh, get your thoughts, and you'll get on the show. So let's let's jump into it. Um, Jack, uh, my question is, how do you guys feel about uh, Sacramento getting all the way to the U.S. Open Cup final? Do you think the Hounds can ever beat an MLS team and, you know, take some steps towards that? Yeah. What do you think? How many years? I want definitive answers. Kevin, I'm looking at you. 2.6. <laughs> That's perfect. You were going to squirrel away earlier in the episode. And so, Wait, who said who said 2.6 at the end? Was that Liz? I don't, I no, that's just someone in the background. Yeah, yeah. So I like that. Yeah. <laughs> 2.6 what? Kilometers? A, what are you talking about? 2.6 years. She said how oh. many years or whatever. So, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, first off, Jack, thank you for the question. We really appreciate it. Um, I, obviously, I'm I'm pumped for Sacramento. Like, I, this is great. I think if, if the USL championship makes it to the Open Cup final, then it's like the entire USL championship is in the Open Cup final. And the fact that Danny Vidiello is leading the, the back line, essentially, for for Sacramento is all the sweeter. I, for some reason, in my YouTube feed, it came up this week, our interview with him from two years ago, last year. Nice last year so i watched it i was like this is great data Mediello, great dude so yeah couldn't be happier um do i think that the hounds are ever going to beat an mls team well we had a shot this year and it didn't happen it wasn't for lack of effort we played cincinnati and there were moments we looked good but we totally got buried when cincy started going to their bench and their bench is full of mls players and our bench is full of you know usl championship players and it just it fell apart. So I don't know, Josh, you watch a little bit more MLS than we do. How, how confident are you that the hounds could beat an MLS team? We'll say this year. And then like, what do you think would need to happen for us to actually do it in the future? I mean, this year it would be harder. Um, but I, I will say that the gulf between the two is not as big as it used to be. And I think it's becoming more of a truism essentially because right now if you think about it the way that a lot of mls teams treat the open cup is an afterthought so they're playing their b squads during the the open cup stuff because they don't care as much as i feel like they should so with that being the case you know you're looking at like a second string you are mls team versus a first string usl team and that is really close and i could totally see us beating uh, MLS team. Like I said, the this year, I mean, I, I still think that the disparity between the two is is still a little bit larger because we're not talking about an MLS two team. We're talking about the bench of an MLS one team, which is different because I feel like the MLS two team is basically the guys who can't make the bench on an MLS right. one team. So that that's the you know three degrees of separation essentially uh, of an MLS team that we're playing with MLS two squads. So, yeah, I don't think it's that far away, though. I really do. Like, I could see, like, next year, the year after that, like, it totally being a possibility. I think it's a possibility now. It's just a little bit harder of a possibility. So, realistically, depending upon the team, you think that the Hounds could potentially beat an MLS team this year? 
Yeah, because the, the teams that are taking it seriously enough to actually be in it or who actually are showing up by the time we we're, I mean, we see them at the first part of it. But still, right. like the 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 way that they're showing up to it isn't that great. MLS is isn't that great. So therefore, you play the right MLS team who doesn't care as much and they're already pretty low in the table to begin with and you're playing them. They're showing up with their second squad. Yeah, totally good happen. Yeah. Now, I don't know if the Hounds currently, I mean, this gets back to the conversation we just had. I don't know if the Hounds currently possess the magic to make it to the finals of the U.S. Open Cup the way that Sacramento has. I mean, obviously, there's a number of things that have to fall the right way for you. Their last game went to a shootout that Danny Vitiello was a big part of, you know, keeping them in the game for. So there's a lot of luck that goes into it. Kev, you know. Liz calls you out specifically and 2.6 is not a valid answer. <laughs> so realistically, let's not say years, but what do you think that the hounds have to do to sort of level up to the point that you would feel confident in us going sort of toe to toe with, you know, MLS benches essentially regularly. I, mean, I don't know if I would ever say I'd be confident going up against the MLS teams. But, I mean, it's possible to have, you know, however many games it takes to get to the final. I'm making up numbers here, uh, five or six games. Um, if each of those games, the likelihood of you winning is like 30%, you could still make it. You, you were never favored in any of them, but you could still make it, right? And so I think that's kind of, that's kind of how it works out for us here where, um, you know, Sacramento or what they're fifth in the West, you know, they, they've, they've won 10 drawn seven lost six. They're not particularly, you know, their, their goal difference is plus five. They're not particularly great. And so I think a combination of having really strong characters who like believe in themselves, no matter what, especially, you know, against tough competition um, and then getting some luck along the way, whether it's, you know, a, a couple home games against an MLS side and, and things like that. So, I, I think we're as likely this year as we will be next year, as we will be the year after that. It's just kind of having the right combination of things and having the stars aligned, and then we can kind of make a run for it. I, you know, I, I think the in different circumstances, I think the game against Cincy could have went our way, <laughs> yeah, quite in a, in a good way. And so, yeah, I, I think we're we're just as likely to do it this year as we are next. So, sure, I'll say next year we 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 have the ability to do it. What do you think, like, if there was an area of the field that you feel the Hounds, if they leveled up there, that it would give them a better chance of succeeding, where would that be? If, if we had, like, Zach Steffen back in, in, in goal, I think that'd be good. Um, but I mean, uh, but seriously, do you think that, like, keeper yes. is the position? Okay. Well, yeah, because I, I think so much of it, you can't, like... Like, against a good MLS side... You know, you you need to defend as eleven as eleven people. You can't have one great defender, right? Against you can't have one great striker who just dribbles through because you're just not going to get that the USL versus MLS defender. So I think maybe the best thing that you can kind of rely on is just having a, an abnormally good keeper who has an abnormally good night and just frustrates. And then you know, set pieces, corners, you know, and then you you can you can anything can happen. So. I think in those in those instances, generally the keeper can make a 
difference. I'm 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 laughing to myself because you're like, oh yeah, the keeper makes all the difference, and you drop Zach Steffens' name, Danny Vidiello's name, Kyle Morton's <laughs> currently leading the Golden Glove race. It's just like. Yeah. Are you trying to say that Waits not going to be in the same conversation next year when he gets signed to another team and like we're all like remember when we had Wait? Those <laughs> yeah. were the days. Just yeah. like we were like let's be honest, Videolo. Like one of the things we always talked about was like man, Bob's keepers don't have to do much because, you know, their defense is really good, so therefore the keeper just stands there most of the game and uh, you know, it's a whole team effort to defend. And somehow the keeper always looks like he's magical. Um which I'm not saying video is not a good keeper. He obviously is a good keeper, but like that's always been the joke with the Bob's uh, team is just the keeper always looks immaculate, even though the keeper usually has the easiest job in, Listen, in a Bob defense. These, these two goals from Memphis aside, um, weight stats were starting to look really good over the last six games and looking ahead to the next four, it looks like they could look really, really good again. And so We'll wait and see where he ends at the end of the season, but I would not be surprised if he wasn't in the top 10 across the league in terms of save percentage. So yeah, Jack, thanks for the question. Really appreciate it. Let's uh, let's move on to the next one. Hello, my name is Nathaniel and I have a parking question as we have an almost sellout crowd from what I've heard. Do you think we're ever going to fix the parking situation? It's kind of a mess. Uh, in a good way, which is good, but we would love to have more space and more supporters here. So what are your thoughts? And how do we get better parking attendant police? Because they don't understand and I don't like it. Tell us the answers. Please. Part part of the fun of this is that like you can't just get the question. You have to get Liz's two cents. <laughs> well. Yeah, this, this week was particularly bad because we had the Steelers preseason game. So luckily, our lot um, that we tailgate in uh, was for people who were only going to the Riverhounds game. You had to show a ticket at the front before you could even pay for parking. So with that said, though, usually what people do, because our lot's a little bit more expensive, they'll go park in the parking garage and uh, other places in Station Square. All those were full because of the Steelers game. I mean, they both games started at seven. So at that point, our lot filled up way earlier than normal. Um, and like, where do you go after that? Like this city, just like on this side, at least with parking, you can't handle two events uh, with everyone driving. Um, I would say public transit, uh, you know, is your friend. So if you're going to be coming to a game and uh, you're not coming at four o'clock to start tailgating like uh, us crazies in the Steel Army, then uh, maybe don't show up at 630 thinking you can find a spot. <laughs> um, park a little bit farther away, park where you can get on the T and come over. Like there there are options. I do think something that would help us a lot if there was an easy way to go from the T stop at Station Square and get like bust over to the the uh, stadium because it's a little bit far from some people. Like that's a that's a little bit of yeah. a hike to walk from the T to Station Square. Uh, I mean to uh, the stadium. Yeah. So that would be nice. Um, maybe like a dedicated um, uh, bus that just kind of like a trolley situation that kind of just truck people back and forth. Um, I, I mean, talk about money making opportunities. Like, there you go. You get one of those like bar things that everybody pedals that just takes you from the T to Highmark Stadium. There you go. Or just Molly's yeah. trolley. You know, come on, Molly's yeah. trolley. You just, uh, you know, Mr. Roger it all the way from the <laughs> just a yep. quick little easy trip, $5 or something like that. Just charge a little, you know, yeah. a little bit of money there. 
but yeah, I, I think a situation like that would be perfect. Uh, only other thing that's going to happen. I mean, I guess they could put another parking garage like in in Station Square, but I don't want that. Like, I, I prefer a parking lot over a parking garage. Um, I just think public transit is the answer is your friend. And uh, there's plenty of you know ways to get there. If we could make that stop at the station square free, just like it is over on the north side mm-hmm. uh, by the uh, the Steeler Stadium, like that would be that would be chef's kiss. If that was also free, because that that stop is not free. Like you have to pay for that stop. So that's what sucks. Yeah. yeah. I mean, this is this is a problem that is most likely only going to get worse, especially if, you know, we've been talking about the the Highmark Stadium eventually expands. This is, you know, the second game in a row that we're basically at maximum capacity and we still got 10 games left of the season. So, yeah, what happens if the, if, if you end up expanding the stadium? Now you have even more people in less spots. And I agree with you that there was a whole argument when they started putting parking garages over on um, the North Shore uh, near PNC Park and well, what was Heinz Field? Now I forget what it's called. Something stupid. Um, because people want to tailgate and you can't tailgate in parking garages. So there's a trade-off there. Um, if only, you know, somebody was talking to the new team president at some point and could potentially <laughs> ask his thoughts on things. Wink, wink, nod, nod. So, you know, stay, stay tuned for that. Kev, do you have any thoughts on parking, tailgate, anything like that? I mean, I don't go to the games. I don't live in Pittsburgh. I'm not going to pretend to to know the uh, the problems of, of parking and everything without, you know, being there for a long, long time. And is the, um, is the incline any, like, at all close to where the stadium is? Oh, yeah. You could use the incline, but I honestly feel like the incline is always congested. Like, I feel oh, like there's okay. always a line at the incline. It's it's not exactly a, a speedy form of transportation. It. It's more of a cool sightseeing. And if you have to use it to get from point A to point B, use it. Yep. Thanks, Nathaniel. Next question. Hey, Bro Torres. I'm from Brazil. And my question is, who's the best guy on the team? Oh, good luck answering that. <laughs> so Gabriel Torres isn't there a player Gabby Torres that I was like isn't Gabby Torres is coming to Hounds games that's awesome from Brazil um so thank you for making the trip there were a couple of questions that came in from Brazil uh one that we're gonna get to is from Canada so a lot of people visiting from out of town come to the game which is awesome best player on the team um this is tricky because there's a couple of ways that you could go about this right you could think okay if the usl was putting together an all-star team like who would you send to that there's the question of if you were starting a team from scratch and you could just pick one player because those could be very different players like who would you build the team around i i'll i'll go first um i i think that if and you guys don't have to follow this format, but if if we're sending a player to an All Star game, then I think it's Dixon or Ciceroni. And I think if you're building a new team from scratch, it's Griffin. Kev, you're like shaking your head almost like. Oh, I'm really just I'm like shaking my leg. I'm sitting back. Oh, okay. My legs are crossed. You, you just look like you were stewing, just like you're dead wrong. There's no way. So I think I think if I'm starting a team from scratch, I'm building it around Danny Griffin. Josh, how do you feel about this? 
I was going to say Griffin. Um, like, there's a lot to be said about who plays the most games. Uh, and I think that it is Griffin this year. I was trying mm-hmm. to actually pull up Shoe's spreadsheet, but I did not get it in time. So uh, going off of memory here, and I think Griffin has played the most this season. And mm-hmm. I, if that's the case, if he's playing the most games, he's probably the best player as far as like reliability and the role he fills um, and like who we need. Uh, and yeah, that's probably Griffin. I think maybe the the more flashy answer would probably be someone like Ciceroni or uh, Dequa or Dixon, like, you know, a forwards situation. But I don't know. I feel like you got to just go on who's reliable uh, and that's your best player. And uh, right now it might be Griffin. Kevin's going to say Shane Wheat. Go, Kev, go. I mean, you know, his, is his he goal, goal scoring center backs. Yeah. Say, is he yeah I mean, <laughs> and these are no, not set I, pieces. Like the way I interpret this question is like, technically, like who's the best, play? you know, if you're, if you're playing pickup on the weekend and you all just kind of show up and throw a team together, like who ends up being like the best player on the field. Um, and for me, I think that's Dixon. Um, that's fair. I think, I, he kind of has everything. I mean, I, I, I criticized him a little bit at the beginning of the show when I said, oh, his final touch, his first touch kind of led him astray sometimes. Or, But I, I, I think he's the most complete and technically gifted player that we have. Um, his pace is... His pace is good. I was going to say his pace is unreal. It's not. His pace is good. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, he can... He's He's versatile in the sense that he can play, like, wing back he can play forward i think he's even been kind of in a 10 role before i mean he mm-hmm. has the awareness and the brain to kind of play those positions to find the passes i think he, he can put in a great cross he can obviously finish um yeah i think i think dixon is our best player as how as how i think of best uh, that's, that's fair. fair all right last question uh, my name is adam i'm from canada and I'm wondering, what's the best place to party after they win? Oh, guys. So the best place to party. Knoxville, yeah. Tennessee. No. <laughs> uh, short jump <laughs> skip away. Jeez. <laughs> um, Josh, I, I, off air, I was like, is it the parking lot? I don't know. Like, anytime <laughs> there's a win, everyone on the field I, wait, I, you tell me what's the best place to go after a win i mean if it's like any typical game you're gonna have to wait you know at least half an hour until until coach gets done you know yelling at the guys even if it is a win <laughs> uh on the field before the kids start rushing onto the field um so if that's the case, probably in this uh, Paul Child stand, just because we're still waiting there, waiting for the guys to come over to clap hands. Uh, but now I would say, like, if it's like an event game, uh, you're going to have a little bit of a party in the parking lot afterwards. But Home Run Harry's is right next door. That's the closest bar that you can actually just walk to. But I know a good amount of Steel Army members who actually go to the casino after the game sometimes. Uh, oh. So you, you have the casino, you have you know, home run Harry's, uh, you might catch some players at home run Harry's after the game though. Like that's, that's, Mm. you know, small little tip there. Usually if they're going to go out, that's the closest place you'll probably see them there. So, uh, yeah. Uh, is, I mean, is that another opportunity for the team? Like keep the restaurant and bar open 
for a few hours after a win, maybe? I don't think you're going to get enough people sticking around. Like, you know how it is with Pittsburghers. Like, no. even if we're winning, it's like, well, got to beat the traffic. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, it, it could be an opportunity. I just don't think people are going to pay stadium prices unless you have some special like beer, uh, you know, saving offers after the game like once the final whistle blows everything's half off or something like that because like where are you gonna go are you gonna stay at the stadium and pay you know ten dollars for a bud light or are you gonna go over to home run harry's and you know do the the beer special there um which is only like a short walk away yeah no that's totally fair so thank you everybody who found liz and uh, submitted your mon minute we really appreciate it. There was one other question that I was interested in your guys' feedback on. It generated a whole lot of buzz on, on Twitter. So as I mentioned on Twitter, we're putting out these daily polls to get people think. There was a question earlier this week that we put out that said, imagine you can only attend one Riverhounds game in person at Highmark Stadium over the next three years, but you're given the option of either sitting on the bench with the team or sitting with the Steel Army. Which one are you taking? And this this poll got 82 votes, which is like <laughs> crazy. And 54.9% of people said they're going to sit on the bench. Kev, I'm interested because you probably haven't been to a game in three years. So this, re- not dogging you, this realistically could be a, a, you know, a situation that if you were presented with it, would you choose to sit on the bench with Lily, the caveat, the Steel Army was quick to be like, is Lily still the coach? Lily is still the coach. <laughs> would you rather sit on the bench or would you rather spend that one game knowing you can't go back for another three years with the Steel Army? So I think the brain tells me, like, and I'm going to walk you through, you know, I'll get to it. The brain says, well, you take the bench because it's, that's, an, that's a once in a lifetime opportunity. You're sitting with the players. You're sitting in a place that fans aren't allowed. You're, you know, you get to hear Lily, but let's be honest, you can hear Lily pretty much anywhere. <laughs> um, but I, I can't help but think I, it's minute 35. I'm sitting on the bench. And I look over at the Steel Army and I'm just thinking, it looks more fun over there. <laughs> and, then, and so I feel like in the end, I actually say I, I pick I pick the Steel Army um, because I think it would be cool. But I think I would get to a point in the game where I'm like, you know, the guys are just silently watching the game and you're just hearing Lil yell and you're like, OK. <laughs> like, and it's just I, I'm all I just want to have fun. And, and I'm, you know, it looks like fun in the Steel Army. So. That's kind of where I'm at too. I know Josh, you were you sort of shot back that like sitting on the bench is the right answer. But Kev, I'm I'm with you where like it would be cool. You I mean at Highmark Stadium, one of the benefits is that like you're you're practically on the field. And if you want to be on the field, you can buy tickets that are literally on the field, like you're standing on the turf. So you can get close. And like I'm with you, you get to the 30th minute, and you look to your right, and like Rovi is just sitting there, and Marky Barra's on your left, and Lily's yelling at at the team. I'm I don't know if I'm having a ton of fun. I might be like, this is cool, and they're looking at you like we do this every week, and you're just like, well, I'm not sharing this with anybody. And then you look at the Steel Army, and you're jumping around, and smoke's going off, and just I think I'm Steel Army, like, and that's not like a sentimental, like that's a legit like, thank you, but I'll pass. I'm gonna go sit with Steel Army, Josh. You live it every week. So like you're taking <laughs> yeah, maybe the bench. I, yeah. Like here's the thing. I feel like a lot of people are missing the other part of this, which is 
yeah, we hear Bob. We can hear Bob pretty much anywhere in the stadium. But like, I want to hear what the like the guys are saying under their breath. Like, I'm right there. I can hear it. I want to hear what like the. I don't think they're saying coach. anything. I think they're I like know. trying not to you pee themselves. So. Uh, I, I bet you they're saying <laughs> some things. And I think like the assistant coach, the goalkeeper coach. Like, I want to hear like the rest of the, the the bench and like what what's going on there. Now, I don't like confrontation though. So like, it would be hard like to. Uh, Polanski's point in the chat, he mentioned like, you know, <laughs> don't want to be in direct line of fire of Bob's wrath if the game isn't going the way he wants. That's true. That's true. I would be really hard pressed to be like, okay, I'm 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 skipping out on this. Like <laughs> if Bob's having, you know, a moment. But I do think there would be a lot to like hear. And like Bob yells a lot, but he also says there's a lot of stuff we don't hear. There's a lot of like, you know, just like side comments he's making to the other coaches and that kind of stuff. I I I feel like that has to be worth it. Like just to see what's going on there. Um, maybe spoken, I would go ahead. I was going to say spoken like someone who sits in the steel army for every home. Yeah, yeah that's, <laughs> fair. that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. And I'm also like known to roam like at halftime and on in the second half. I'll be like, okay, well I'm going to go up to the top or I'm going to go over to the sideline and like watch the game from the corner flag or something like that. But yeah. Uh, I think it'll be interesting just to see what it's like. I mean, that's something that you don't ever get to see. So, yeah. So that's what we think. Let us know what you think. If you had, if you didn't take part in the poll, we're interested Matt, thanks for sharing your thoughts during the chat. We appreciate it. Um, as a reminder, if you aren't following Mongols on Twitter, do it. Cause there's just more fun stuff like this coming. Wink, wink, nod, nod. So um, yeah, guys, we already took, a look at the table we already talked about could the hounds finish higher than fifth i teased that we have a nice little stretch coming up literally the next four games we get red bulls two at home we get atlanta two away we get the battery at home it's on a wednesday and then loud in away the following sunday so after that we get louisville birmingham and then we get a four game swing against western conference teams so like this is it. And I don't want to say, you know, these next four games are must wins. But when you look at if we want to finish higher than fifth, we have no idea what to expect from the Western Conference teams. Louisville and Birmingham are going to be big matches. So when we're essentially playing three MLS two teams and the battery who embarrassed us last time, I just, we can't lose these games, right? I don't even think we can't lose them. They they have to be must wins, right? Not all four, surely. I mean, Why they not? all can be possible wins, though, because like Red Bull 2, crap. Atlanta 2, crap. Battery, crap. Loudon, crap. Like, we should win all four of these. Right. Like, on paper, all these are very, very, very winnable games. Like if we if we take this team seriously or if this team takes themselves seriously, they should be looking at those four games and saying that's 12 points like chalk it up. So and this is a very real question. Why as fans are we like not all four? Surely like <laughs> there's something about this team that we go. They're going to trip up against one of them. And it's like, well, then just, you know, play for that one home game and then say see you next year. Kev, you're shaking your head. What are your thoughts? Well, no, I was just, I, I, just because I don't think you can say anyone like, oh, yeah, like you're going to win the next four games. Like, I no, just think but like you expect them to win. You expect them to win. 
I don't. I know. I don't they expect anyone should, to win. Listen, four st- straight games. Look, yes. Statistically, if you break down, they should win. If you break down each individual game, yes. But I'm saying, if you put together a string of, you know, it's <laughs> like it's, it's essentially saying like, don't roll a one on a six sided die four times in a row. Like, yeah, but like you could always roll a one, right? <laughs> look, 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 look. Here's the table again. Okay, those four teams that we just talked about aren't in the top nine. <laughs> and you just said like, oh yeah, you know, to roll off four wins, Birmingham have won their last four games. Like you want to be talked about as a top four team. This is what you got to do. Just, I know. I'm just saying like, I don't, I don't know. I think we can, like I'm saying we don't, sure. You can't lose these games, but I also don't know like anything can happen against Birmingham. Yes. They've won their, like they've won six out of the last seven but we went on our run and then fell off a cliff and didn't win for six in a row. I'm saying anything can happen with Birmingham, anything can happen with us. So I'm just, yeah, I, th- I think like realistically, we can't really lose any of these next four. I think we can, I think two wins and two draws conservatively still gives us a shot. And I Ugh. think like you're expecting three <laughs> wins and a draw, three wins and a draw. I think still it puts a lot of pressure on Birmingham. I would not say we can't win or we can't lose any of these games. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying we shouldn't lose any of these games. Like we should not have any problems against any of these teams. I want to make a special shout out. If a player's listening for some reason, cool, but you know, good on you. Uh, The battery game is super important. Like we need to win this battery game and we need to win by three. Three zero is what I want. And like four zero would be nice. Like, you know, so so you don't have to ship the old guard shield. Is that what you don't want to ship this old guard shield? They probably don't have any traveling supporters. I don't know if they have supporters left. Like, I don't want to ship this thing to freaking. uh, I just don't want to do it. Is there like a dead Twitter account that you could DM and be like, I tried to reach you guys and just nobody got back to me. So I'm sorry. being facetious. The regiment is still a thing and they have supporters <laughs> and they still show up. But I still like, yeah, I don't want to have to ship this back to them. Uh, the old guard shield is awesome. It's at Bulldog. It has a spot. That whole shelf was built. There's a lighting system installed. It, it's a whole thing. Don't make me ship this thing. <laughs> I mean, realistically, though, Kev, do you think Louisville or Tampa would look at those four games and be like, ah, three wins in a draw feel about right? Like, what kind of team do you want to be? Do you want to be a Birmingham or do you want to be a Louisville or Tampa? <laughs> like, I, I like this, has, this isn't a statement on any of these teams. I don't think anyone has a right to say we are going to win the next four games. I don't even think Man City. Have no, no, the no, right no, no. to say we're going to win the next think, four games, even though Man City right to are s- going to win the next four games. <laughs> right. I don't. I don't think you have a right to say we're going to win the next four games, but you also shouldn't look at the next four games and not think that should be twelve points for us. I just, Does I not compute. I just that makes me really uncomfortable <laughs> to just do that. Like bits again, or no bits. If you, if you if you break individually each thing, I'm just saying so much can happen. Like Ciceroni could get an injury, you know. Griffin could get an injury, and then I just don't know. It's okay, just stop so saying names because yeah, when that stop happens, names. It's like, <laughs> I'm just saying it's hard uh, to predict the future. Yes, broken down each individually, we should win each game. But I just probabilistically, the way life happens, I think it's just really hard to predict four wins in a row. So if I set the over under on the next four games at eleven and a half, you're taking the under. Yes, taking the over. We're I'm winning all the, four of these I'm games. I'm taking the over. We have to. We have to. 
don't, if we want to be, don't say have to, don't say have to. You don't have to. <laughs> But I feel like we are very probable. Like, it's very probable that we will win all four of these games. But imagine this. So we have 10 games left to go from this loss against Memphis to winning the next four games to then turn around and play Louisville at Highmark. What a game that becomes. Like, you talk Mm -hmm. about a confidence booster. You just won the last four games and now you're back at home. That That gives you a fighting chance. Josh, you're still nah. like, nah. No, no. <laughs> Here's the thing. The same reason why I'm saying these four games we're probably going to win is because I'm not looking at them as a string of games. I'm looking at them as individual contests. Winning, 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 winning. Going off of those four simple games, very easy opponents. Like I feel like going from the very simplest teams in the league to Louisville, that's going to be rough. That's going to be a big change in tactics and skill level that you have to like ramp back up to. Like, I almost feel like these teams are too easy to ramp up to Louie. Cause then like the team's going to be used to playing these easy teams where you get simple shots on goal and they actually go in. And then suddenly you have people who can actually defend and keepers can actually keep. And it's like, Oh crap. That's right. It's not that easy. <laughs> but I will say that if we put together a performance against Louisville at home, the entire conversation we had at the beginning of this episode goes out the window for, for me. sure. For in sure. terms of the like can't beat the teams above us. And it's not just because you beat a team. It's because you beat Louisville. Like in terms yeah. of confidence and, and what you can do, you can always point back and be like, we beat Louisville. Like, let's go to the playoffs and see what happens. So unless that, you don't beat battery by three, then I'm upset. I was going to say, <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say, can we, end, is that, is, is that the high that we end this episode on? And then Josh had to drag it back down. To sorry. The, sorry. It's very important that they beat them by three. Make it about you. Scoreless. Yeah. Scoreless. <laughs> very important. <laughs> Gentlemen, anything else <laughs> for this, for this one? We're already past an hour. We good. We're good. All right. So next week, as we sort of hinted and alluded to, and we still need to like dot all the I's and cross all the T's. It sounds like Monday we will have our normal show, except Josh and I will not be there. It will be Kevin leading. Have you ever led the show in the like five or six years that we've been doing this? I can't remember a time that you've like led the show. Drop your expectations, people. <laughs> are you Mike. actually going to lead it or are you going to like make Steve lead it and then you just like add the commentary? <laughs> I mean, if it went like, <laughs> actually, I was going to say, Mike, what, what's your over or under on the show happening on Monday? <laughs> Good question. <laughs> well, okay, so yeah, you're taking so, a big risk with this. <laughs> so there will be a show on Monday with Kev and Steve and whoever else is available and wants to jump on. And then the plan is you didn't hear this from us. Wednesday that week, we are going to do a special show with potentially the three of us and the Riverhounds new team president. Wait, he's going to... this Wednesday or next Wednesday? No, next Wednesday. <laughs> cool. Thanks. Kevin, Kevin thought this was the episode that he was going to be hosting without us until about mm-hmm. 45 minutes before airtime. And so it's Which, by right. the way, he waited until 45 minutes before, right. before asking if anyone could be on the show this week. <laughs> like, hey, can anyone join me? I'll just be on the mic by myself. <laughs> Next week is going to be a lot of fun. I might try to like you, got, you guys are making you, you're making a guy feel special, you know, you're just like 
really, really enticing me to to keep <laughs> keep. If going. my internet at my Airbnb that I'll be on vacation, if my internet's good, I might see if I can join in. But I, I have no idea what my internet situation is going to be. It's really okay. um, same thing with the President Show. Like I, uh, Jeff, he was fun to talk to. I talked to him during tailgate. He came over. He also shout out to him. He uh, gave me a whole bunch of drink vouchers for the Steel Army uh, during the game, which was a huge surprise. So that was awesome. Um, but yeah, he was a great guy, great conversation and can't wait to talk to him again. But, uh, yeah, hopefully I can make that one because I'll be on vacation. I have no clue what to expect from this Wi-Fi. So, yeah, we got you covered if not, but if you have questions for Jeff, send them our way. Like we said on Twitter at Mongols, we will try to incorporate them into the show. We're going to, um, yeah, it's going to be a fun one. So two fun shows coming up in addition to, um, you know, hounds are, home this weekend against Red Bulls 2 at Highmark Stadium. We kind of just like glossed right over that and looked at the next <laughs> war. But make sure you get to Highmark, find Liz. Josh, was Liz giving out the new stickers or was she running through the, the packet of the old ones still? I think she had you know? both with her. I, I don't honestly know, though. We I had some older crazy. ones still left, but yeah. 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 Maybe she'll have both in her bag, so, you know, you can you can... Ask, if you're if, in the know, you can, you can, you know, no. <laughs> yeah. If, if she tries to pass off the old one, you can ask her for a new one and she'll, she'll slip you a new one. So, so yeah, get to Highmark, enjoy the game. Uh, talk to Liz. You'll get on the show with Kev next week. Get on the full 90, all the fun stuff. Yeah. I think that is it from us, gentlemen. This is your weekly reminder. Black lives matter. We are proudly part of the Beautiful Game Network, which is home to more than 100 volunteer writers and podcasters covering local soccer. Help us all keep doing what we're doing. Head to bgn.fm, click the donate button to help us cover our expenses. We appreciate your support. Thank you, everybody. As always, we will talk to you very, very soon. Cheers. Later.